Welcome to Undertaking Shadow Work, the podcast where we discuss shadow work, our own trauma, and coping mechanisms to help you heal and grow from your own trauma. Every witch has to do shadow work, but you don't have to do it alone. My name is Isaac, but I also go by Alia in disguise. I'm on Instagram and TikTok, and I post paranormal and fandom-related content. I created this podcast to explore my own trauma, from growing up queer in a conservative household with a mother who, if I'm being honest, was absolutely a narcissist. I also wanted to discuss ways that I've had to use to grow and heal from that trauma, and to give others a voice and representation in this crazy fucked up world that we live in. I know that I grew up thinking how I was treated was normal, and it took moving to a completely different state and falling into witchcraft to see all the problems that I was dealing with growing up. So starting out, what is witchcraft? Witchcraft isn't exactly a religion like Christianity is. It is a practice. It's something that you use in addition to your religion or lack thereof. It's using things that surround you in order to grow as a person and using those things in order to make your life better. And shadow work is just one part of that. There's a reason witchcraft is referred to as spicy psychology. Shadow work is part of witchcraft that is absolutely unavoidable. So shadow work is defined as viewing the darkest parts of yourself Things that you really don't like and don't want to acknowledge. Looking at the trauma that you've been through and addressing what really needs to be done in order to heal from those things. For example, I have an eating disorder. Part of my shadow work is acknowledging this and doing things to change my mindset and make sure that I eat. This eating disorder has really changed me so completely that I no longer know whenever I'm hungry. I no longer know whenever I've become unreasonable because I just don't know when to fuel my body. Yeah, part of that comes from growing up in a house where I was told that if my thighs touch, then I'm not healthy. Part of it comes from having my food severely restricted and being told that if I don't exercise five times a week for at least two hours, then I'm a failure. But at the same time, I need to be able to do something in order to heal from that. I can't just rely on saying, well, I'm traumatized, so I don't have to fix it. Because I do. In order to live a happy and healthy life, I need to address that trauma, and I have been for the past two years. My partner and I have been working on any time that I feel unreasonable or that I feel really irritated with people. I eat and I drink water, and no, it doesn't always work, and no, it hasn't completely healed me from my eating disorder, from those feelings that I get. but. I can tell you, I feel a hell of a lot better than if I hadn't started addressing it. So, why is shadow work so important? Well, for one, if you consider yourself to be pagan and you work with deities, then there is the likelihood that these gods are going to try to nerf you. (laughs) I mean, myself. I work with a couple of different deities, and... 
while I wouldn't say that they're trying to punish me for not doing my shadow work, they're not exactly going to pull any punches either. For example, I think of it sort of like a parent looking at something a little kid is doing. If a toddler spills their juice, they look at it, and then they take a step right into it and slip. Well, as a parent, you would just say, well, maybe we should clean that up instead of just leaving it next time. That would be the better way to handle that, rather than yelling and screaming at them and pushing them into the juice because how dare you make a mess of my floor. You know, we're not exactly a Christian fundamentalist household here. The deities are just trying to look out for us, and for them, that means a different kind of parenting than what I think a lot of us would be used to, but it's not going to be cruel. It's very much, we need to learn, and in order to learn, we have to grow. And, well, if you don't work with deities, if you're getting into witchcraft at all, then how do you expect your spell work to actually work for you? You know, you're using the energy around you in order to make your life better, but you can't exactly be very receptive to your energies if you're so wrapped up into the bad things that have happened, if you're so wrapped up in the bad things that you see about yourself, or even the bad things that you don't see because you're not willing to address them. And lastly, your mental health. Mental health has a tendency to get so much worse when things are not being addressed. That's one of the reasons why I think that everybody should go to therapy. Whether you think that there's something wrong or not, or even if there isn't anything wrong, therapy can only help, you know? And for those of us that are living below the poverty line, for those of us who don't have the time or the money or the energy to go to therapy, shadow work can be a great first step. It can be a great way of introducing ourselves to these coping mechanisms and honestly, I find that not only does my mental health get better, my spell work gets better, but my relationships with the people around me, those also get better. I live in a house with three very neurodivergent people, and because of that, we butt heads a lot. But sometimes we just all have to sit down and say, have I done my shadow work today? And whenever we all have been doing that, we tend to feel a lot better. We tend to get along better. And, you know, I can't exactly say that I don't like getting along with my roommates, (laughs) that I don't like getting along with my partners. (sighs) As somebody who's polyamorous, I have several different partners, and getting along with everyone all the time, yeah, that's pretty hard, but doing your shadow work, growing as a person, those relationships, I wouldn't say they get easy, but they're easier. (sighs) There's a lot of different methods of doing shadow work, and some are better than others. 
but I think that each of them have their place. There are short-term methods and long-term methods, and I think of the short-term methods as being things that you do sort of as an everyday self-care. They're, you know, nice, pleasant things, lighting a candle, doing skincare, reading a book, small things to make yourself feel better, to take some time with yourself, and to absorb the things going on around you. Those can be very good things, especially when you have been doing your shadow work, because they are giving you some time to rest and to recuperate from what has been going on around you. And then there are the more long-term methods, the ones that are painful. <laughs> Gods are the painful. <laughs> They're growing as a person, journaling and talking to people about the things that you really don't like about yourself. Addressing that, you know, maybe you aren't being the best partner. That maybe you've been really cruel to your parents or your sibling or somebody at work you've been very cruel to them and maybe you don't understand why but that's the purpose of shadow work is finding out why you've been doing something and fixing that behavior i know that one thing that i had to address I was so afraid of losing my partner because we did lose each other for a very long time. Whenever we were younger, my mother threatened to sue my partner's parents because my mother found out that I was in a queer relationship. And because of that, my partner's parents were put into a position where they had to choose between the safety of their four children and the mental health of two teenagers who were in love, who were just trying to figure out how to interact with the world in a way that was so outside of the realms of anything they thought was possible. <sighs> because of that, I'm so terrified of losing my partner, of losing all of my partners, all of the time. But I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't focused on one, on one of my partners that I finally got back after eight years. I put that trauma onto the person that I loved person that I love with all of my heart. And I nearly lost them again. I was throwing myself so much into being around them all of the time, trying to be the perfect partner. And I was neglecting my other partners. I was neglecting the wonderful person that I had met through a Thomas Sanders Discord server. I was neglecting a wonderful person that <laughs> is the silliest person that I know who came about in the strangest of ways that I'm not even certain that most people would understand. 
I was neglecting someone who I had only just met in the past maybe two years. Someone who reminds me so much of myself in the weirdest of ways, but who is one of the strongest people I know, all wrapped up in a little package that looks like a small dog with long hair. (laughs) I very nearly lost all of the people that I love because I wasn't willing to address the trauma coming from just one incident in my life. And... That's something that I have to acknowledge and I have to address every single day. Because if I don't, then I very much stand the chance of losing all of them again. And that's not a reality that I want to live in. Because I love all of my partners so incredibly much. Is there a lot of trauma wrapped up in the creation of all of these relationships? Well, yeah, of course, I'm queer. Why wouldn't there be? But at the same time, would I trade any of them for anything? Absolutely not. I love all of them so much, and I cannot wait until I get to spend the rest of my life with them. And... Yeah, I'm growing for them, but I'm also growing for me. I'm growing for me because I deserve to be a better person. I deserve to be happy. That's something that comes with shadow work, is being able to say that you deserve to be happy. I think that the biggest help for growing as a person for doing the shadow work that you need to do is having somebody there. I'm not saying that you need to lean on somebody, that you need to make somebody else responsible for your trauma, because that is the opposite of what I think that we as people need to do, especially as witches. I think that having a friend, having someone who can help show you the way who can show you that shadow work isn't so scary, that it's possible to do it, and that no matter how much it hurts, they're going to be supporting you, and that they want to see you grow. They want to see you become a better person. Having that person just in your corner and believing in you, that is absolutely life-changing. And that's what I want this podcast to be. Because I know it took me a long time to find my people that are there for me and that are rooting for me to grow. So why can't I do that for others? If you're thinking about all of the work that needs to be done and you just have no idea how you could possibly do any of it. You're just wondering, how on earth can I tackle this monumentous task? Well, I want this podcast. I want 
this us to be there for you so that way you know you're not alone you're not the only one who has to grow (sighs) we're here for you that's all that we have for this episode please leave a comment and a rating we'd love to hear your thoughts and it helps us to reach more witches who are looking for help If you have any questions, comments, or if you'd like to share your own story, you can reach us on Instagram at undertakingshadowwork or email us at undertakingshadowwork at gmail.com. Every witch has to do shadow work, but you really don't have to do it alone.